welcome back to another episode of the main dish podcast hello how are you hi friends hey there 2021 bitches happy new year season, season two, two the main dish yeah 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 <laughs> mandy what is good and new with you what's good and new you know i'm at the end of my holiday break I think you are too. Me too. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll be back at work by the time this airs. But, um, you know, it's been interesting. It's been fun. I took a lot of time just to do some stuff for me. I did a ton of baking, um, did stuff for me, just uh, had a little New Year's with a couple of friends. I went up to Sedona, had a little day trip. Ooh. Um, you went on a little hike there too, right? I did. A hike around the airport. It was. It's a really chill hike. It's pretty flat. Um, it's kind of rocky, but hmm. uh, not difficult. Like I could handle it with, you know, all of my nonsensical injuries that I always have. You know, I have a toe situation <laughs> happening. Yes. And an ankle. Well, you have a history of an ankle situation, but your toe situation. Yeah. How- Ankles are good and healthy yeah. and strong. Uh, okay. the, the toe I was curious about because you know if shoes press on it it gets a little yeah, I, rem- I remember that one day I came over and you had only one slipper on <laughs> because the uh, other toe was a little tight in, in that one yeah slipper. it was done it was done wearing a shoe that day so uh, yeah anyways it was great I tried the hiking shoes on before I okay. committed to this trip mm-hmm. and they felt great so they're roomy in the toe I was like alright let's do it if I get I put some Motrin in my pocket just in case. Nice, smart. Uh, yeah, and spent the whole day in Sedona, like did a hike around the airport, had lunch at the Giving Tree. Um, I don't know what else. Ended up run. I don't know. I think we went, we were trying to go back to the airport to catch the sunset and then decided we were hungry. So we went back into town and, you know, that was it. It was a pretty chill day. Um I don't know. Do I have anything else good and new? Oh, my gosh. My kitchen. Mm-hmm. We know the kitchen was about to be destroyed. Yep. It and? is now destroyed. <laughs> it has no counters. Or a sink. Or sink. Because the sink, the counter people have the sink because they have to cut or the cabinets. hole. The, well, the cabinet underneath the sink is gone, too. The, cabinet, the doors from yeah. underneath the sink are gone because they have to set the sink in there. Mm-hmm. And then there was a whole big drama. It was like... This sink is huge. I don't know if this is going to fit. He's like, I might have to cut this. This door might not fit back on. Like the doors might not fit back on there. And I was like, well, fuck, what other options do I have? He's like, you can get a different sink. I'm like, well, that's not happening because every sink I want is going to be the same size. Like I need a big, deep sink. I wash a lot of big stuff. So uh, I was like, well, fuck it. Just cut it. And if I have to get a cabinet door made and then I'm like sleeping overnight, I'm like laying in bed. I'm like, am I going to put a curtain in front of the <laughs> cabinet? what am I going to do? And then he came back the next day and modified the cabinet and the doors are going to fit back on there. It's not a problem. So I'm super relieved, super happy about that. The little cabinets above the sink are gone now too. Every, everything in the kitchen, you know, everything on the counters, everything is gone and like shoved under this tarp in my dining room, which is awesome. Mm. Anyways, everything comes and gets installed tomorrow. And then, I mean, there's a ton of some patchwork and the lights and stuff that has to get finished tomorrow. Then after the counter gets in and then hopefully I can like paint and put everything away. And then I have to figure out a backsplash, but that's not a big deal. Yeah. I would really just like to have running water in my kitchen again (laughs) since last Tuesday. Ooh, ooh, okay. Well, struggle almost a week. Yeah, a week now. So struggle. Patience is a virtue and... 
The outcome is worth the wait. I'm getting a lot of extra steps going to the bathroom to do all of your to get water <laughs> and like washing a cup in the bathroom sink. Wow. Because oh, I yeah. have food here to eat. Can you run your dishwasher or is that that's cut no, off because there's no counter. Yeah. So it's like whole, all, nothing oh, to hold ooh, it down. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, mm. I have stuff in the dishwasher, but I can't run it. So, uh, yeah. So I've just been like one cup, one bowl, one plate that I've been like reheating food on in the from the fridge yeah, that yeah. I had prepped ahead of time and like little stuff I bought grab and go things at yeah. the farmer's markets. And I just, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm like, well, ugh, life. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It'll it's be temporary. great. It is great. It is going to be great. It's going to look great. It's temporary. It's all going to yes. be gorgeous. Like I just hopeful to come home tomorrow and find a mostly beautiful, mostly brand new, mostly done <laughs> kitchen. Yay. Yay. And then pay all of my money. Yes. <laughs> Here but so go. worth it. Yes. You worked hard for it. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, what yay. What about you, boo-boo? Uh, what's good and new? Two good and new things since the last time we had an episode. It's First been so long one. since I've seen you. I know. I think this is like the longest we've gone in. I can't even remember the last time <laughs> that we've gone this long without seeing each other. Honestly, I think it's been a week. I feel like it's been more like eight or nine days oh that's no, a long time no wonder my heart hurts so Aww. much <laughs> no wonder my heart back it might be closer to two weeks i honestly can't remember but it's been yeah. a minute well did we even see each other for after christmas? christmas i don't think so maybe it's been more like t- nine or ten days then but yeah. yeah so i had my facial with debbie oh yeah that's right and that was super fun so i'm so excited to have her on our podcast is coming up soon. We talked a little bit about a lot of things. Good. And, uh, you know, my number one thing was the whole acne thing. So she educated me a little bit about how to manage my skin for my acne. She did a, a brightening facial on me. Ooh. And she balanced my chakras. I knew you looked brighter. Ah, thank you. Yes. And balanced. And, um, you balanced as fuck. <laughs> she said that m- the, the chakra that was uh, the least open for me was my heart so she balanced everything out and she talked a little bit about how one of the things that i'm struggling with with because of the heart chakra is telling her is uh forgiveness Mm. so and we all know that i've been (laughs) practicing a lot of forgiveness and so that kind of makes sense that's like yes we, we've heard <laughs> and uh, and then she educated me about what foods to eat because you know how your yes. chakra was a throat chakra and you were no, eating no no mine was a sacral the sacral i thought it was because mm-hmm. you needed to like open your throat more no, she goes girl your throat's wide open oh <laughs> she's like you got no problem saying <laughs> that's what, what i need. remember I was like, yeah i know that's me oh okay um but so you were eating foods that were yellow ah uh, she ah uh, she she educated me on eating foods that were green mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I went home and I had some like kale and broccoli and uh, pear. No dissing on your diet, but you don't eat a lot of green food. I eat a lot of broccoli. Do you? Mm -hmm, With my lunch. Okay. But yeah. Uh, And then I was eating, I had some green zucchinis. There you Mm -hmm. go. Yeah. So did that. And then the second new. Does your heart feel better? My heart feels good. Good. Yeah. I like it. And uh, and then a couple days ago, I did a new hike. Oh, I did the Picacho Peak mountain hike, which uh, is pictures? in between. 
Uh, I do have some pictures. Okay. I did it between, it's uh, it's located between Tucson and Phoenix. So I met up with my best friend and uh, she lives in Tucson. And so we met at Picacho because it's kind of halfway. Don't worry, I'm not offended. It's fine. You can have other friends. <laughs> you're, you're my peepee. But you can have you know, other friends. Amber and I have been no best deal. friends since high school. <laughs> I, I, just want the, I just want anyone listening to hear. You are my bestie like, as well. It's fine. I'm not offended, you guys. Well, Calm it's like, down. you know, me and Shireen are yours and you and Amber are mine. Exactly. <laughs> and so we did that and it was Is that a long hike? So the Hunter so there's two major trails you can take at Picacho Peak. Hunter's Trail is the shorter of the two and it's about uh it's about three and a half to four miles ish. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Sunset Vista Trail. Most people will take the hunter's trail one because that's the shorter one uh but it's always the most full so by the time amber and i got there it was full and it wouldn't let us in so we took sunset vista sunset Dude, they vista get full and they stop letting people into yeah, the trail yeah i wow. tried to go a flat iron uh the other day too and they got full and i couldn't get in damn i ended up going to wave wave cave which is another new trail i tried i tried but uh picacho peak we ended up doing the sunset vista one which is the back end one or the back side of it which is longer and it's seven miles total so up and down mm-hmm. and there's a lot the hardest part is that there's cables and so you actually have to like pull yourself on the cables and sometimes it's like literally rock climbing so um amber was a little nervous i ended up going all the way up to this top t- by myself um but the cables were scary so if it wasn't for my stubbornness of you know finishing things that i start and my whole tofu or protein about you know, um, overcoming fears. Yeah. I probably would have just not, I would have been like, I am not dealing with these cables because I might fall to my death. Um, but I would have hung out with you, Amber. I'll yeah. <laughs> be like, I'll be right here when you get done. See you soon. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, so went up to the top and um, really enjoyed the So the do you have to slide down cables too? Like how do you come down? Just backwards holding onto a cable? Correct. Okay. And you so footing is very, very important. Making sure that you have uh, good shoes, hiking shoes like with hiking good grip with good yeah and um gloves were encouraged i didn't have a pair of gloves but it i i survived and i didn't get calluses on my hands but gloves would be her would be helpful gloves would be helpful but for me i would think that the gl- I, I would be so afraid that the gloves would be slippery so i like feeling the friction on my hands to make sure that i am holding steady to the cables hmm. i so, think the gloves help if you like slip a little bit you don't yeah get, maybe like, a cable burn mm-hmm. yeah yeah so a lot of people had gloves i and did me, not i'd be so nervous my hands would be sweaty sweating yeah sweat. i didn't i wasn't sweating on uh, my hands were not so I'm, I'm a sweater like that in case anybody you know, wants to know yeah <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the sweaty one probably of the two of us i'm always warm so I'm always like my body's always perspiring, probably just a little bit, like trying to get rid of some heat. Like, this, yeah, I got a lot of heat. Hot. I'm bringing the heat. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, what's uh, new and good in my life. I love that. I didn't know you never done Picacho. I would think you would have like yeah. living here the all hundreds of, your life. of times that I've driven by Picacho. Yeah. I'm surprised I never did it either. I've been invited before and I'm always like, meh, like driving I mean, this is your world, but like me driving to a hike, like I have to drive more than 20 minutes to get there. It's like, I'm just not that invested and it's <laughs> probably not going to happen. Like if it was a group of people or somebody and they're like, let's all go, like it'll be fun. I'm like, great. Yeah, sure. Like Sedona. Yeah. It was a, it was a thing. Of so course. I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
but not yeah like for me i would have gone by myself like i'm one of those solitary hikers as well i love hiking alone but i just like when i'm hiking i'm i'm not doing it for like relaxing i'm not doing it for the scenery i could give two shits i am gonna drive to camelback because it's super close i'm gonna go up as fast as humanly possible Get to the saddle, like, because to me, that's like the cardio part, like mm-hmm. beyond there is climbing. And, you know, as already stated, I am not into it. So I like get up to the saddle. I take like five minutes. I look around I stretch and I run back down like I'm done. Yeah, for me, it's the entire experience. So and then especially for Procaccio Peak, it was the experience of there were so many moments where I was scared Mm-hmm. that I would die <laughs> or like I didn't want to do something. And I was like, no, like it, it's a mental exercise for me to overcome thoughts in my head about, you know, I can't do this or, I I'm, this. you know, so I really like the mental challenge of it. Kind of makes me think about some episodes we've been teasing mm-hmm. about doing about like having the hard conversations and doing the things that scare you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so For super, sure. super excited. Uh, and yeah. I'm looking forward to today's episode. Me too. It's Ryan with Ryan. Yep. A registered dietitian nutritionist. Yes. And so... Uh, Thank you I, for saying it because I would have boogered it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do booger it in the episode. I definitely learned how to spell dietitian. Oh, yeah. So there's a sneak peek of what's to come. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, I'm super excited because I like talking about food. Yeah, we talk about a lot of food in this one. Mm-hmm. Like food, but food, like food, food, healthy, food. Like healthy mindset, healthy food kind of um, kind of thing too. So 100%. it was super excited. It was it was super nice to get to know Ryan and kind of mm-hmm. hear her story as well, but also get some advice on nutrition. Yeah, it was it's light on nutrition, um, but there's a ton of nutrition content on her page. It's like I don't we didn't want to fill, you know, 45 minutes of chatting with somebody with the stuff you can already see mm-hmm. on her social media. So we did talk to her a lot about her story, how she decided to do this, how she ended up here, how, you know, the vegan nutrition part. And it was really interesting. It was really good. And we got to meet her cat. Hazelnut. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you enjoy the show and happy new year. Happy new year. I'm super excited for this episode. On, uh, it's Who's our guest today? Our guest today is Ryan Geiger. Mm-hmm. She is a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never... So RDN trips me up the letters because, you know, with like, other professions i know what they all stand for and sometimes yeah. rdn trips me up the whole dietitian nutritionist yeah thing. the first thing when i saw that it reminded me of like a nurse because rn yeah but then it would be like registered dietary nutritionist probably you're probably right i we don't know ask her. we what should ask RDN her yeah. stand for um so but, it trips me up yeah. a little bit i'm she, super excited because yes i love talking about food oh my god i'm so excited to talk about food Food. Food. So anyways, we have Ryan today. She is online nutritionist and all around boss babe, badass. She's like TikTok, Instagram, just killing it with all her little videos. And she has so much kick-ass content out there about all different aspects of nutrition and health. And bonus, she's vegan. So you're going to get a little bit of that today, everybody. So let's welcome her in. Let's bring her in. Yeah, let's talk to Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Welcome Ryan. to our show. Hello. Hi. We're so excited to have you here. 
Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you today and thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to hear about the questions you have and to answer any questions and yes. to help inform everyone about vegan nutrition. Absolutely. And I just want a icebreaker. Love your eyelashes. Oh, I was I I was gonna say that earlier. <laughs> Love your eyelashes. I just got them done yesterday. It's my first uh time having them. Oh, how how wow. are you feeling? How do you like them? Um I, when I first got them, I was afraid because when I see pictures, I thought that they like taped your whole eyeball down. Uh -huh. They literally just tape your bottom lashes. Uh -huh. So that was the worst part. And then when they put them on, you don't really feel anything. Okay. So my whole, my whole thing about eyelash, the, the, you know, these eyelash extensions is like, I like to wash my entire face, including my eyes. And mm -hmm. I've heard that when you have these eyelash extensions, you can't rub get them, them wet or you can't rub them. Is that, are those the post-op instructions you were given? She told me not to get them wet for two days, but oh. then after that I was supposed to wash them or you can get like lash light, lash lice oh. is what she called it. So you're supposed oh. to like close your eye and then like clean it like this. Interesting. With either okay. like lash cleaner or like um, antibacterial soap. Nice. <laughs> I love eyelash extensions because like they just make your eyes pop and you don't have to wear mm. makeup because they look so stunning and you do look stunning. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this has been Lash Lessons with Ryan, everybody. <laughs> it's a new podcast we're starting. <laughs> we're gonna I'm not certified, but I can give you any tips that I learned. <laughs> we are not certified yeah. um, in let's, lashes. Yeah, let's get started by just getting to know you a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Are you, you know, you, how long you've been in Arizona? Yeah, I know yeah, a lot about sure. Ryan via social media and some circles that we run in similarly, but I, I don't know a lot of your origin story. Yeah, so it's really interesting actually. So I grew up in Indiana in the Midwest. So um, it's like a lot of meat and potatoes and corn and like all of the unhealthy foods you could think of is kind of what I grew up eating. And um, after that, I decided I wanted to go to Arizona State and I was not willing to compromise at all on a different college. I don't know why, but in my mind, I was just so set on going to Arizona State. Uh, how did you hear yeah. about Arizona State from Indiana? Party so so my grandma says it's a party school, right? Hmm. <laughs> well, it no, it's just like, I'm a wildcat. So I'm just like, how come Sun Devil has such a, you know, how, how do they have such a national presence or a national, like how, how come people know about this? This is her jealousy. It's okay. <laughs> it's coming out to our rivalry. I can feel it. There's tension building. There's <laughs> tension. I might but I might my, click on this leave button soon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell us how, how did how did ASU like get you in yeah. Indiana? Yeah, so my grandma's sister lives in Arizona and she moved here when I was really little. So we visited when I was in fifth grade. And after that, I was like, ooh, that is super cool. There's mountains, <laughs> there's cacti, and I just loved it. And so I was like, I'm going to figure out a way to go back there. Nice. So I was a like, college has to be college because there was no other way. So I ended up there and originally I thought I liked food science. So figuring out what happens with foods when you're baking them or like what happens chemically with them. But Arizona State didn't have a food science program. So I was like, well, can't compromise. <laughs> so I picked the dietitian route and oh. ended up really loving it. So I've been doing vegan nutrition for three years. Um, but to be a dietitian, you have to go to an undergrad for four. And then after that, you do 1,200 hours in an internship. Mm. And then you have to pass your exam. And after that, you can be a dietitian however you want to be. That's so cool. 
So I've been doing that for the past three years and I picked vegan and vegetarian nutrition because I'm vegan myself. So it's just really interesting to help people figure out what works best for them. And a lot of times it is eating more plant-based. So I love teaching people. How long have you been, been vegan? Yeah. So I just had my five-year anniversary (laughs) December, the first week of December. So I had a party for myself. That's so cool. You've been, so you weren't vegan before you went down the road of a dietitian. Mm-mm. Okay. No, I was vegan. I think it was like the my junior year at some point. And what inspired was, yeah, you? Yeah, what inspired you or how did you make that transition? Were you like, uh, were you vegetarian first and then vegan or did you just transition right to and for vegan? everybody who's watching, I am vegan. Miley is not, but she's very veg curious and she has two days a month that she brags about being vegetarian. <laughs> I like how you use the word brag. <laughs> I'm very proud of those two days. <laughs> I know. That's why I was right. <laughs> two days are better than no days, right? Absolutely. I'm just giving everybody some context here. <laughs> um, Tell us how, yeah, how that The origin you. of you being vegan. Yeah, so it was Cowspiracy, actually. And I have a really big passion for the environment. So I always loved recycling. I loved, like... I always would tell you like, oh, I'm going to hug trees today. And I like go plant stuff and recycle and pick up trash and try to save all the fish and the seas and everything like that. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much environmental impact with eating meat. And so I was like, I cannot do that. I'm going to try to make the environment better by doing my part. So that day I just decided I was not going to have any more animal products. But before that, I didn't eat pork for like forever because i went to a hog roast which i don't know if you know what that is but it's disgusting it's like in hawaii before it's disgusting so that scarred me when i was younger and i never ate pork after that and i was only really eating chicken and like chicken nuggets at the time i went which is the best part of the chicken right I still do love vegan chicken nuggets. It's like a weak spot for me. Morning so- Star chicken nuggets are so good. It's, it's the texture and the breading. They're just something about them that's so comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I what kind that. of dip do you put in there? Or dip in I, I'm guessing oh. Miley's a buffalo. No, I just, I just do salt and pepper on my chicken nuggets. Look at her face. She was like, dip? What dip? dip? I don't really dip my chicken nuggets i think midwesterners are insanely dip crazy oh like i'm a i was a wild honey mustard and obviously since going vegan i have had to create my own it's like an agave mustard um Mm -hmm. i'm a nut for a honey mustard dip um barbecue sauce is like a very slim choice for me i don't usually pick it for my chicken nuggety types of things but i do love it on some jackfruit um or some faux like vegan ribs um yeah, when I was a kid, though, man, like McDonald's, sweet and sour all the way. <laughs> I would eat a shoe dipped in that stuff. Like, it was just delicious, tangy, yeah. sugary dip. Yeah, this that- whole dipping thing must be a Midwest thing. I mean, like, I grew up with salt and pepper, ranch, <laughs> oh, ketchup. Did you mix the two, ranch and ketchup? No, I don't. I don't like ketchup. Same reason why I don't like peanut butter. My brother used to run around, chase me with ketchup, like bottles of ketchup and peanut butter and shove it down my face. I don't, I don't, I don't like those two things. So you don't eat ketchup or peanut butter anymore? Pretty much. I'm so sad for her. <laughs> I've been traumatized. Peanut butter is like a staple. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So anyways, sorry. Back to you, Ryan. Back to the uh, origin of the veganism. Yes. <laughs> you, you 
cut out all those meats. You weren't eating pork anymore. You were basically only eating chicken. And this was, mm-hmm. you know, pre-2015. And what, and what was the final kick was Cowspiracy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Cowspiracy. And I was like, wow, it can't be that hard. And so that's when I actually started my Instagram account too, is when I decided to be vegan. Because I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing exactly. And so I thought I'll follow people who know what they're doing. And I'll find recipes and I'll figure out what to eat I started eating potatoes and like vegetables because I knew that I could have those like because they weren't animal products but other than that I was like I don't really know what I'm doing so from that I took that and I'm teaching people now how to not just only eat potatoes and vegetables so (laughs) side note you so you to be a dietitian you went to four years undergrad or you know you get a bachelor's degree or an undergrad degree and then you complete 1200 hours of internship so yes. is there like a vegan certificate or do you just tailor it because that's your niche and that's your what your expertise is in? But you don't, you know, like in order to be, a, I would call you like a specialist, a vegan specialist in diet, you know, dietary nutrition. Uh, is there like a, a, an additional certification or anything like that? Or is it just because you're an expert about that and you live the life of veganism? Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in um, dietetics, there isn't um, in the four years and then the year after with the internship, there isn't a nutrition program for vegan specific nutrition. But if you join the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is like all the dietitians basically, and there's different practice groups within the academy, there is a vegetarian um, slash vegan dietary practice group. And I am part of that. So they do a lot of continuing educations. They do like a vegetarian nutrition certificate. They do just a lot of education around plant-based diets with the most current research and all of the things to help you continue to learn about what's hot and new with the vegan nutrition. So I just do a lot of continuing education to keep up with it. That's awesome. And because this was in your junior year when you made the switch, how did that impact what you were doing in school? Like, did did it throw your professors? Were you suddenly like, <clears throat> I don't think that's necessarily the best option? And, or, you know what I mean? How did that, was there any sort of contraindications with where you were in challenges, your schooling? Yeah. Challenges in your education. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say there were um, too much. At that time, it was mostly like medical nutrition therapy. So it was a lot of like, someone has chronic kidney disease. What do they do? How much protein do they need? How many grams of this and that? It wasn't specifically, this is this food group and this is that food group and this is what it is. We had already gone past that. But even animal-based products, they have specific nutrients in them. And you could just think nutrient-wise, what does that have in it? And what's similar plant-based-wise? And usually they balance out that way. So that's how I did it in my mind. I was like, okay, if we're talking about dairy, I know that dairy is, they usually talk about it because it has calcium and vitamin D. So what plant-based foods can fall into that category? And it was just a great way to continue learning too. Cause I had to do my own like thought process of like, okay, what goes here? What goes there? Critical they thinking. You had to, you yeah. know, it was, it was also, I would find that it was probably fun as well to kind of challenge yourself to kind of say like, oh, calcium, you know, the reason why they're recommending dairy is the calcium. So it's Mm kind of like a challenge for you to kind of discover what can you replace the dairy product or recommend a dairy product with something that is vegan. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to be able to figure it out. I will say we had a cooking class that year. So we had to actually cook products and the way that they did it was there was like six or so stations 
and each station made their own recipe. And I was able to make the vegan option. So there was a vegan option every time. So I just was like, I'm calling the vegan option every single class period. (laughs) And everyone, yeah, (laughs) everyone was okay with it. So that worked out well. And I bet like with you being, were you probably the only one that was vegan in your class or, yeah, so I, I imagine that would have been really fun and enlightening for your classmates as well um, to kind of have somebody who was vegan and someone who could take that option and actually, because I imagine if no one was vegan in that class, no one would take that option. Yeah. Well, they had, they only had six total recipes. Someone had to make it. Oh, so. <laughs> So I just always volunteered to make that one. But I do think they got to learn, especially since I was used to cooking vegan meals by that time, where I was like a little bit more experienced, not completely, but I had a few recipes under my belt that they might have tasted better than if they just went into it not knowing anything about vegan nutrition. So I think that might have been helpful for them. So in school, were you always planning on doing uh, your nutrition and dietitian stuff in this, the way that you're doing them now? How did, how did your business get born, so to speak? Right. Did you think that, you know, I don't know what the traditional route is for a dietitian. I would imagine potentially you'd kind of go work for a a health clinic or a medical clinic or or whatnot, but you're, you're an independent business owner, right? Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. So typically if you're a dietitian, you go into the hospital and do clinical and do tube feeds and a lot of uh, meeting with patients who were chronically ill in the hospital. And when I did my dietetic internship, I got to experience a lot of different areas of nutrition. And I learned very quickly that I did not like doing that at all. I was like, I don't want to go in there for 15 minutes when someone is like on morphine and doesn't remember anything I'm telling them. And then they come back two months later and we have to just keep repeating this process. Cause those I people aren't to- there to learn. They're, yeah. they're out of like a critical need right. in that moment. Yeah. And yeah. typically nutrition isn't their main concern if they're chronically ill and have been in the hospital multiple times each month. Yeah. So I wanted sadly, to sadly, to- sadly, right? Like, yeah. But anyways, yeah. I wanted to talk to people who were interested and who were coherent and wanted to be seen by the dietitian versus having to be seen by the dietitian. I really like that you said that because, you know, I think one of the things about maybe us, we kind of share that too, but we want to be, we want to feel like we're making a difference and that we're making a positive change in the world, right? And so I, I would imagine that in the hospital setting when these people aren't really mentally there to improve, you know, they're not focused on improving their diet because they're in the hospital mm-hmm. or trying to maybe fighting for their life or they're trying to get, get you know, recover from an acute situation. And so, you know, I think the pivot to your independent business provided you the, the opportunity to make a bigger, better uh, impact, would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah, and uh, it, was born when I lived in um, Dallas, Texas, after I finished my internship, I moved to Texas and I was looking for a job and I was looking for a job and there was no openings anywhere. I did a bunch of interviews and it just like, it wasn't a good fit anywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I ended up having just a bunch of odd jobs that year. And I worked at Lululemon. I worked for like a local vegan business. I did some nutrition information for them. It's super cool. They did like vegan meal prep. So people would just come in every week and get vegan meals that they've made. So I helped with the nutrition on that and just odd things that they came up with. 
and like so many weird odd jobs just to figure out like what am I doing and then I found this little clinic and they were hiring dietitians as like private practice dietitians and I had nothing I knew nothing about private practice at this point I was like I could probably see like patients on my own I, I'm how hard could it really be and I was so wrong it was so hard <laughs> I had, like no clients the first forever since I worked there actually I, I had like three total patients um, just because it was so hard. I didn't know what I was doing at all. But since then, I've been able to evolve and figure out like what exactly I offer people with vegan nutrition and figuring out what my market is, which are vegan people because I love helping them. So yeah. it was a really good switch there. Figuring out where your market is, who your market <laughs> is, and then how to market to them. Yeah. I think that's which, something that we're very interested mm-hmm. in hearing. Like how uh, you started the Instagram when you went vegan and then mm-hmm. – is that where you ended up starting with your marketing? And how did you get from Dallas to Phoenix, back to Phoenix, the Arizona that you love so much? Yeah, so with um, with the travel, I did my internship in Georgia, actually. Um, so I went from Indiana to Arizona for college. And then after that, I did my internship in Georgia. And the, to get matched to an internship is super complicated and not a lot of people get picked for all the internships because there's a limited amount of spots. And I wasn't willing to wait to for the next year to get picked because I wanted to stay at Arizona State, you know, because I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little bit of a heartbreak Somebody, there. Somebody's got to somebody's got to be obsessed with Sun Devils, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's me. It's, it's really <laughs> Just like somebody's got to be obsessed with wildcats too. I get it. (laughs) You're the love. (laughs) But uh, I did my yeah the the Georgia, um, Atlanta Mm -hmm. right internship. Yeah, I was in Savannah, Georgia, actually. So near the coast, I got to go to the beach every weekend. So that was that was a highlight. Um, So I did that for a year, and I did not like the weather. It was very humid, and there were a lot of bugs, and they didn't have a lot of vegan options either. Mm. So I got to do a lot of experimenting with cooking because I couldn't go out to, to eat a lot of places that year. Um, and then after that, I moved to Dallas um, just because. And then I tried all those things and I didn't like Dallas either because I my heart was set on Arizona the moment I left Arizona, I'm pretty sure. And nothing could compare to the love I felt with Arizona <laughs> to anywhere else. And you so were inching like, your way back. Like you came from Georgia mm-hmm. back to Texas and you're like, I'm halfway there. Yep. So I just finished the loop. <laughs> Can you share one vegan dish that you prepared when you were in Savannah? Like what, was there like a di- like one one of your favorites or maybe like a dish that had a, a Georgia, what is it, influence? Or, oh, yeah, some you know, southern Yeah, or maybe food. there's a dish that you had already previously made, but then you turned it, a, you know, you added a little Georgia flavor to it um, or Dallas. well I was broke living in both of these places like broke so one of my go-to's was always like chickpea pasta and just like ragu simply and I literally would just put those two together and call it a day a lot of <laughs> nights um but something that I really liked are the tofu noodles I would like to make those I and I put it on a bed of tofu tofu noodles. Yeah, tofu noodles are yeah. pretty awesome. Oh. They're pretty inexpensive, mm-hmm. I think, for noodles, and they're pretty nutritious. Oh, and you just bucks. put it yeah. on a salad? Yeah, I would just heat them up and put them on salad, 
with um, sometimes I would use like tofu or tempeh and sometimes lentils, like literally any ingredients that I had, I would just put them all together in a bowl because I was so broke. I didn't want to have to go to the grocery store. So I was really creative with a really limited budget. So just kind of making do with whatever. Sometimes I'll scroll back on my Instagram and be like, wow, <laughs> I made that. that looks disgusting, but I said it was good tasting. So that's hilarious. A side note, I see your cat, Hazelnut. Hazelnut, yes. yeah. The first time she popped into frame a few seconds ago, I was like, whoa, I thought something was right next to me. <laughs> I forgot that we we're just chatting on camera. <laughs> yes. Was, she, she's adorable. She just wants to join. But. She's like, hey, guys. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. So Can we dive a little bit into yeah. how you started your business and like the maybe the origin of your business and how you took the leap into being doing all the random things in Dallas and you got back to Arizona. And is that when you knew you wanted to do online nutrition work with people, dietitian? Yeah. So I moved back here. It was about August and I started my private practice the next January. So August, I had a nine to five job when I was like trying to do my private practice when I first moved here. So I had the security of like, okay, I can really fail at this and it's not going to have an impact on my well-being. And I don't have to do a lot of different odd jobs to like pay the bills. So I was like, okay, I can probably do it. Like if I fail at it, then I fail and I, I really didn't lose anything. So I just thought, okay, I can, I can do this. So I got everything set up. Um, learning how to do like electronic health records. So everything is HIPAA compliant, Um, making sure I had contracts because if you have contracts, you want everyone to know that you're the real deal and they can't give me for things and all of the legality things and setting up um, your tax information and all of the, the processes, the logistics, Yeah. yeah, the not so fun stuff that lets you do the fun stuff. Yeah. So I spent a good and chunk money. of money. Yes. And yes, make we all want to make money. <laughs> Not get raked over the yeah. poles and no, be that's... totally killing yourself at this entrepreneur game. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. making any money. Can, yeah. can you tell, like, pretend I'm a client. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what your services or what you can offer me as a client? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a vegan dietitian, I work with any type of ailments you have. So if it's like high blood pressure or if you have high cholesterol, I don't see anyone with diabetes just because if you're taking any type of um, insulin or diabetes medications, it just is an additional risk of having low blood sugar, which can be dangerous because when you change your diet to something healthier, you want your blood sugar to go down. But if your medications are still set for where you're having the the diet you were having before, then when you change your diet and you have lower blood sugars, it can cause different kinds of issues. So yeah, that's a really good point. Because a lot of my patients who have diabetes, like they actually have a diabetes dietitian. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of insurance companies will cover you to have a dietitian that is specialized, you know, I I use the word specialized loosely, I guess, but like focuses Mm -hmm. on diabetes. So that's a really good point. I never really thought about that. But thanks for sharing that. I didn't ever put that together. Yeah. And there are specific diabetes dietitians. It's called a certified 
certified diabetes educator and they have to take an additional training course and they learn all about medications and dosages and a lot of other aspects that go into diabetes. So it's on my to-do list for like the next two years or so. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Like, would you ever be interested in that? Because that would be so cool to be to be that person who could educate people with diabetes on how to have a successful, healthy vegan diet. I bet Mm -hmm. that's a very niche area, but I think it would be very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be super cool. To get the certification, you have to have a certain amount of hours teaching people about diabetes before you can even sit for the exam. So I don't have enough hours quite yet, but um, when I get enough, I'll take it. (laughs) Awesome, love that. So when you started um, your private practice and you were getting that going here in Arizona, how did you get that going? I mean, you have a pretty big following right now online. And it's all online. Your whole business is online. You never, you, and, and it was, this was pre-pandemic too, right? So it was yep. all online. Um, so it must be one, you know, must be nice to just work from home too and create your own schedule. I think that's one of the great things that entrepreneurs love is to be able to set your own schedule and to be able to kind of create your own schedule. Work from anywhere. Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, One of the the best things that I like about working uh, for myself is setting my own schedule. So that is like one of my number one perks because if I need to go do something, like I have this really weird ear thing uh, and it was really gross. Um, but I was able just to go kind of go get it cleaned out and it was perfectly fine. I didn't have to worry about being like, Oh, I'm going to go. Is that okay? Like, are so you is it, is it where, you know, you just set virtual meetings with your clients and that's how you meet with them and discuss their Miley has really plans. high blood, blood pressure and she really needs to know what to do. What type of plan? <laughs> right. Or like I have thyroid problems. So, you know, She's just take that. <laughs> okay, we'll get you scheduled. Um, but, um, but is that how it works? Like, if I became a client, it would be where we just meet, like you know, like virtual meetings, and um, we would kind of go over health health history, and then we would talk about diet, you know, our a planned diet, and then I would try some recipes, and then come back to you, or yeah. So how it usually works is, if someone's interested, we always do a discovery call first, which is like 15 to 20 minutes just to see like, is it a good fit? Can I actually help you with whatever your goals are? Because if I can't help you, then I, I don't want to waste your time because I want someone who can help you. Yeah, um, I really so appreciate after, that. Like that's a yeah. pretty awesome mindset to have as a healthcare provider. Willing. Because, because there's so many people who are like, they'll just take anybody, right? But you're mm-hmm. putting the person first by saying like, let's make sure we're a good match. I want to make sure that anything that I help you with, that I'm really truly genuinely helping you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's about you and your success. It's not about me and me getting, you well, know, I will say as a side numbers. note, it's also super smart business to work with the willing because the, the people that mm-hmm. are willing are going to have the best results and they are going to give you mm-hmm. the best referrals the more and motivated. reviews. And it's going to help your business. So it's very smart from a business perspective. It's like patient selection. Yeah. To make sure that mm-hmm. you pick the best ones with the best mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really like... good results. Yeah. Yeah. Good results. We love good results. Uh, good I love outcomes. talking to them. <laughs> good outcomes. Just to see how we vibe in the conversation too, because if it's not a good personality fit either, then mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want them to feel like awkward or I... I always like for me and my clients to have a really good relationship, have really good rapport so that it's fun because nutrition can be complicated and it can be dry. And 
I know that about nutrition. It's just how science things go. So I want to be able to make it fun for them and make it something that they're interested in, that they want to go to and that they want to show up for their appointments. So it's been really fun. But um, to answer your question, when they, after the discovery call, um, if it's a good fit, we get them scheduled for their initial visit and they do fill out initial paperwork so I can see their health history just to make sure that we're touching on all of their their things that they're looking to fix and just to make sure that they don't have any like chronic conditions that I can't help with or that I'm not certified or you know just random things pop up on forms you're like oh wait you didn't tell me about that so um, it's just always good to have those forms too so that is interesting things that pop up on forms so (laughs) do patients also need to go have initial blood work done to work with you is that something that you review and incorporate into um, their plan They can choose to get blood work done if they want as a baseline. Um, If they have history of like high cholesterol or um, they might have prediabetes, I do work with prediabetes, but not diabetes. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I would require it just to check to make sure that their lab values are not within dangerous levels. So um, if they have that, then yes. But if they're a generally healthy person, um, they don't have to have lab values to work with me. They can get them if they just want to play with their biometrics, but um, they don't have to. And what's a typical plan look like? Like how long does a patient sign on for when they sign on with you? What's, I mean, because nutrition results don't happen overnight. This is a long process and you have to really be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually people do six months. A lot of times they'll sign up for three months and then um, they'll renew for three more just because they're like, okay, it's going really well and I'm not quite to my goal yet just because it takes longer than three months most times to reach yeah. a goal. So they'll just continue for three more. And usually most people do about six total months. And with that, I use a software where they can text me anytime they have questions. So I'm able to give them support right away. And I review their food journal. So they take pictures of all the foods that they eat. And I give them comments on it, which is really fun to see what they're actually eating. And I do that all they- the time anyways, but no one's giving me a nutrition review. <laughs> you can send them to me. I'll, I'll give you a nutrition review. Okay. I'll go, yum. <laughs> Yummy. She's like, can I have some? <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way over. Save me a bite. <laughs> I love that. Taking pictures. Taking pictures is way more fun. Like a photo diary sounds yeah. way more fun to me than like, let me just write down all the things I had today so that my Three ounces of tofu. However, I've been on a tofu kick. That's why my eyes lit up when you guys mentioned tofu noodles. I've been on such a big tofu kick. She's right on a tofu kick all of the time. And you should try the noodles. Oh, I literally asked her. Existed. I'm like, what are you in the mood for today? She's like, tofu? I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's adorable. I'm. I can back that. Yeah, I get it. It's funny to hear from a person who's not a vegan that wants tofu she's like i don't know tofu i could just eat it all day all night Any every kind of tofu i'll take tofu do they have tofu let's have tofu <laughs> let's find a place that has tofu there's not very many places that have dishes with tofu i've been looking <laughs> i mean i know lots of places that have tofu <laughs> everywhere i know has tofu share you we can share the list with you <laughs> yes let's start a tofu list <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I know um, uh, in addition to the services, like you're doing their food diary, you're setting nutrition, do you, are you doing meal plans for clients or is this like, um, or you're basically telling them this is how much of macros and certain things you need and like, here are the types of foods I suggest, how to get it, have fun, do what, you know, 
do whatever pleases you. Kind yeah, of like do you have like recipes that you give out or, you know, um, guidelines? I've seen you do some like stuff. grocery shopping trips you've posted mm-hmm. on social media before. You're like, here's what I'm buying this week. Here's how much I spent. Eating vegan doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. So uh, in their food journals, they have targets. So I put specific nutrients based on their individual needs because everyone's different. So um, they have those in there so they can see what their goal is. But meal wise, they, I usually work with people on what they're currently doing because we want it to be sustainable. And a lot of times if you have a meal plan and you're trying to follow it forever, it's not really realistic for you to follow a meal plan for the rest of your life. So learning how to make meals and learning how to eat that is appropriate for what your lifestyle looks like, not just like, okay, I'm on this meal plan kick for two months. And then after that, I derail and I'm over here when I'm supposed to be over here. Um, but I do have meal plans just as guides for people who might be new vegans or people who just need ideas, especially in quarantine, because people are tired of making the same things. They're getting really burnt out on the recipes that they have. So, um, I have a meal plan library with 12 different meal plans in it and they have grocery lists. So it makes it really easy, especially if they're online shopping, they can just look at the list and click all the things that they need. That is awesome. And yeah, like you said, I think meal plans long-term seems like, Seems really difficult to like, all right, what am I cooking today? What is Ryan <laughs> telling me I got to eat now? Um, but like having them as backups and ideas and alternates in their mm-hmm. kind of in the other foods that they're eating. I mean, par- for me personally, when I switched to a vegan diet, part of my excitement around and s- s- reason I sustained it was because I was cooking so many different foods and flavors, um, which leads me to do you have a favorite cookbook or vegan blogger, vegan recipe developer. Do you have any favorites in that arena that kind of that you recommend to people? Yeah, I do. I'm biased on my favorite one because I helped review the recipes before they were published. So I have like a enough um, an affiliation with them, a disclosure of per se, but it's called um, Party in My Plants cookbook. Oh, I love that. And it's so fun. The whole book is super fun, like the title. Okay, party in my plants. I like it. I just got it. Writing that down, Sorry. (laughs) I just got it. (laughs) Now it's funny. (laughs) Now she's laughing. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Party in my plants. Who's uh, the author of that one? Her name is Talia Pollock. Okay. And she is from the East Coast. And she has been on a bunch of like TV shows and she has a blog called Party in My Plans. <laughs> and she decided to make a cookbook and she was posting that she wanted people to test out her recipes before it was published. And so she had this group of people and we were able to see the book before it was done and give feedback on all the recipes and um, help her kind of not, she already created them, but we were able to give feedback on like, it would be really good with this, or we think this of it. And then she's able to make adjustments based on the feedback. Yeah. So it was a really fun process. So that's my favorite book. But I also like the lasagna from Thug Kitchen. Have oh. you heard of it? I have I have Thug Kitchen's, I think it's their taco cookbook. Tacos. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I think it's their second book they came out with. So I have that one with tacos. And I, I love their cookbook because they're like, all right, chop this shit up, throw that in the <laughs> fucking pan. Da, 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 da. Like 
It's a yeah. really, f- it's fun book to read, even if you're not cooking. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a hilarious story. <laughs> like, I'm just like reading it, not cooking a thing. But um, yeah, they have some really good, really fun taco recipes. I've never made their lasagna, though. I'm going to look for that. Mm, I keep seeing nice. lasagna online right now. Like, it's getting cold in Arizona, finally. It's getting so cold. It's 37 degrees this morning. I was freaking out. I haven't had to wear a coat. I, I like rarely wear a jacket in December. I feel like it just doesn't get that cold here. And I wore a jacket this week. Two I times. started wearing a scarf and a beanie like two weeks ago. Same. Yeah. I grew up in Arizona She's, and I yeah. I get cold easily. I'm not. Yeah, I'm used to the summers. Uh, <laughs> She's like wearing a scarf and I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweating just looking at you. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> um, I have a couple questions, but let's uh, let's do the fun question first, and then I might even end up forgetting the the boring question. But the fun question is: Can we dream storm a little bit? And you know, uh, like since we're talking about books, like do you do you create your own recipes? And would you ever be interested in creating your own book? Your own since you've already yeah. been sort of the yeah. process of one. Is that something that appeals to you? Um, or maybe, maybe another dream you have. I thought of writing a cookbook. Um, I actually turned down one once like recently because it's just it's a lot of work and it's like the profit that you could make off of a book really varies depending on how well it does and with all that work I was just like "Mm, I don't know if that it's not the right time right now for me to write a book but maybe in the future when I have more time to dedicate to writing a book and I'm like okay I I have the space to do that then maybe I would try it again, but I don't see myself writing one in the next few years. What? But, what's, um, yeah. what's the next like step or goal that you have for your business? Yeah, so this year has actually been incredible. I was just thinking that before we got on this call, um, when I started the year, I was... I just was getting started with this whole private practicing and I had like a thousand followers on Instagram, but followers don't equate to like how well your business is doing, but that's a main method that I use to connect with people for opportunities and things. And I looked at it and I was, I'm at like almost 4,500 as of now, which is a super huge increase for the years. And what's your Instagram handle? Yeah, it's at PHX vegan dietitian with a T. (laughs) Mandy, <laughs> I don't know how to spell I, dietitian. Thank you for this clarifying. Miss, miss Spelling Bee champion. Yeah, it, but it, I would have misspelled it too. We cut it from an episode, but we did once discuss that I was a spelling bee championship or champ, that I was a spelling bee champ, and whatever. I was ten. Okay, <laughs> I didn't have to spell dietitian. So, at PHX Vegan Dietitian with a T I A N A N at the yeah, end. A good way to remember is to keep the tit in dietitian. So it's like. Ah, okay. I got that too. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get many jokes. (laughs) Has to be a really good one for me to get. (laughs) Party in your plants. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Congratulations on on forty five hundred. That's incredible. And Mm -hmm. for it to be like twenty twenty, you know, pandemic, and it, you know, and you starting private practice, and you know, it's. That's pretty awesome. Good for you. Weren't you also doing grocery trips like before the pandemic? Weren't mm-hmm. people like hanging out and you guys were going through the grocery store and talking about, you know, where to shop around the perimeter, like watch out for what's down those aisles because that's like processed food and full of sugars and mm-hmm. full of all this nonsense. Yeah, that's what I learned from you, Mandy. So now mm-hmm. I shop 
as much as I can around the perimeter. I find out these weird little nuggets and then I just hold on to them and they just stick in my brain and then I tell people that. And then I learn about them. And then other people, yeah, (laughs) so cute. I mean, that must be a lot of the reward for you um, as a dietitian, Mm -hmm. like giving people all this information and then you hear them repeat it to somebody or they're like, I learned so much. Is, Is there like one pearl that you'd like to share with our listeners? Anything about dietary nutrition there's so many to choose from um oh i'll say this one because i have it right here so if you're trying to increase your water intake the best way to increase it is to drink with a straw because if you have a straw you drink way more More. than you do without a straw because you can just grab it and put it in your mouth and go versus having to like drink it (laughs) i am so referencing you whenever i drink out of a cup i don't ever drink as much but if you give me a a straw i will drink so much liquid i must be the oddball because i never use a straw i will tell you um mostly out of vanity because it makes you pucker your lips and i'm convinced it will give me (laughs) wrinkles on my face and fun fact i used to be a smoker (laughs) and so i am highly like sensitive to straw usage and you know i'm i suck about carrying around my reusable straws and you both are very very good at that and i will not take a disposable straw from anywhere i'm like no that's fine i'll throw away the lid and i'll drink it but to be honest i have glasses of water like this all day long because i pick them up and just chug them (laughs) like i drink probably eight of these a day if you ask me what my most prized possession is (laughs) it is my stainless steel straw I feel very proud that I'm being environmentally friendly, but I just drink so much more fluids when I have my straw with me. And when I don't have my straw, I freak out. I take it everywhere with me. <laughs> but I only have one, so I'm deathly afraid of losing it. I gotta tell oh, you, no. she remembers her straw more often than she remembers her laptop charger. <laughs> Fun fact. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Fun Miley fact. <laughs> and you would think that for someone who's very, like, tech- yeah. Like I'm a tech geek yeah. and like I constantly, I, I most, most of the time I have every cord you possibly need. I know how to set things up. I have my laptop. I always seem to forget my, my laptop charger <laughs> everywhere I go. It is a riot. She, yeah, I've brought her a few. I've brought a few for her. Um, okay. So Ryan, we know we can find you on Instagram at PHX vegan diet and keep the tit and dietitian yeah uh where else can we find you are you on like facebook twitter i know you're on tiktok same oh, handle oh uh, yeah same handle i just started using tiktok so um yeah it's a it's a fun time over on tiktok on my page yeah she makes <laughs> you make the most fun little videos Aww. like with all the little facts and the little tips and i i'm not on tiktok Me so neither. i only see the ones that you cross post on instagram and they're a lot of fun i i just mm-hmm. applaud you i think that's so great that you yeah like take the time and make these little videos because i've tried to make one before and i spent 30 minutes failing at it and i was like <laughs> oh okay we'll give that another try another, another day time. are you on youtube twitter um, I'm not on YouTube. I am on Twitter. It's, um, I think PHX vegan RD because the handle oh. couldn't be as long on Twitter. What does RD, RDN, RDN stand for? Um, registered dietitian nutritionist. And then RD is registered dietitian. That's what Perfect. Same thing. <laughs> is it, is it really the same thing? Is it the same schooling, Dep- same everything? Just depends on the school. 
Sweet deal. Um, it depends on preference. So once you graduate, you can decide if you want RD or RDN. They added the N because they wanted to put nutritionist in it because yeah. people use nutritionist and they're not registered dietitians. So we were trying to reclaim the nutritionist name. I like that because I'm this big. I'm really big on not, not using the word diet because it it causes you to think like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. But it's really not like, for me, like my diet is my lifestyle and it's the nutrition, it's the things that I put into my body or, you know, or not put into my body. Um, And it helps me live a better lifestyle. And diet sounds like it's restricting and it's things I can't have. And it sounds, it has like such a negative connotation, but yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, my diet is everything I put into my mind and my body. Exactly. That's my diet. Mm -hmm. That is the definition of diet. Yay! I'm glad we we are all on the same page about that. (laughs) Well, we really appreciate your time, and we've had such a blast with you tonight. Uh, We've learned so I've learned a lot, Um, but we do want to tofu noodles, tofu noodles, hashtag tofu noodles. Um, Oh yeah! So we have some fun questions that we're asking of our guests now. Um, Just kind of get to know you in a slightly different light, like out of the professional and business side of things uh living or dead who would you have dinner with and why that is so funny you asked because I literally answered this question out of the blue to my boyfriend the other day I was like you know who I'd have dinner with if, if I could have dinner with anyone and I picked Barack Obama because he just makes me so like happy when I see him I'm just like oh my gosh it's a Barack Obama and when he went into his presidency I was really young and impressionable and so I was like oh my gosh he's a black man and he is the president that means I can do literally anything I want to do then it doesn't matter what color my skin is like I can do literally anything so I pick him just because I think it'd be really fun a fun conversation with him and he's just really inspiring but then also not just him maybe if Michelle could pop in too (laughs) Right. That would be ideal. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's a great pick. I heard I have her book on Audible, mm-hmm. and I'm not particularly political, so to speak. Like I haven't followed politicians for years and years and years. But listening mm-hmm. to her side of the story of being married to someone who decides to run and then becomes president of the United States was really really interesting. And I know he has a new book out now, and mm-hmm. like um, I don't know, I was like, I think I might need to get that one too. <laughs> like get some kitchen listening and he is such a what a that's a voice I could definitely sit down and have a couple hour dinner with and just listen to all his <laughs> stuff like yeah I mean that's that's some storytelling and some inspiration I'm sure oh for sure <laughs> I love it okay so what is your favorite food Ooh, yes I like this question a lot <laughs> tofu <laughs> oh, yes, I love you so much for saying that because it's so versatile I love tofu because yeah, you could make tofu scramble with it. That's one of my. Oh, I've um, never heard of that before. Yeah. Oh, you'll like it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tofu scrambles one of my go-to's, and I also like baked cubes of tofu. I could put those in literally everything, um, and it's just easy to season once you Ooh, figure yeah. it out. How do you season? You- what do you like to season it with? Do you ma- are you a marinade and like a marinade and then season person? occasionally but i don't have a lot of patience so that doesn't work all the time um (laughs) so i usually i'll press it real quick and if i don't want to press it then it turns into like scramble because you can just cook out all the moisture (laughs) um but if i do season it or when i do season it i usually use like soy sauce or coconut aminos and that's it nice i keep it super basic Love it. But soy sauce and coconut aminos are 
pretty umami. It's like, very a Asian. Of, uh, yeah. I could totally eat that. It's perfect. It is it's how so, I usually eat it. I will say anytime I do marinate my tofu, like it's so, it's, it's pretty spare. Because mm. I, again, I don't have the same thought ahead with dinner sometimes. I'll remember to like press my tofu and throw it in the fridge and then I'll come home later on and it's pressed and it's ready to go. And sometimes I'll soak it while I'm prepping veggies or something. And it's always got a soy or coconut aminos or tamari and like ginger and some hot sauce. Like that's my mm-hmm. staple. Yeah. I fry my tofu and then I dip it in chili soy sauce. I mix uh, sriracha with soy mm. sauce and then I just eat it. I could eat that all day. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on <laughs> sauces. Now I'm thinking of <laughs> peanut sauce. Now I want some peanut dipping sauce with my tofu and veggies. Oh man. Okay. So I'm curious, what do you hope to leave behind after you're physically gone from this world? Ooh, so I have always wanted to create some a platform or some type of something that people can easily learn how to eat vegan. So hopefully when I'm dead that this program is still going on where people are just able to join and easily learn how to eat vegan without feeling super stressed out or without feeling like they don't know what they're doing. So that is what I hope to grow while I'm alive and then to carry on when I'm dead. I think that's so cool. I think that's a really, really great thing to And it's behind. neat. Like, it, it could be so beneficial. Yeah. Very interactive mm, yeah. and, like, long, long-lasting, long-reaching. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. We wish you the best. And, you know, we're, we're hoping and we plan on still having our podcast in a few years. And we would love to have you back so that we can see you know, where you are in a few years. And so best of, uh, best of wishes is, do people say that? Best, best wishes. Of love, best wishes. English hard. <laughs> um, but we're so, we're proud of you for how far you've come. We're excited to see where you're going. And thank you so much for being part of our episode and sharing your knowledge and your passion with our listeners. Yes, you're very welcome. I had a great time. So thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad you learned a few things along the way. Of Hashtag course. tofu noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Miley has recently started following you, so she will be, I'm sure, learning a ton of things from your Instagram mm-hmm. account because it is one of the <laughs> most informational places I think that I follow personally on the web. So oh, I love thank it. You. you do a great job with it. And we're so excited to have chatted with you and we're excited to see where you go from here. So thank yes, you. Yes, I'm excited for next year. So hopefully everything will go up from here. And if it goes down, it can only come back up. <laughs> That's I right. What that goes mindset. down comes back up. So yes. <laughs> yes, we agree. We're right there with you. So anything we can do in the future, you know, to help you out, let us know. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ryan. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Ryan. Okay, bye. Bye. That was so fun. I had a lot of fun uh, getting to know her. What was your favorite part about that? You already know oh. my favorite part about that. <laughs> I do know your favorite part. <laughs> you are food-centric. <laughs> my favorite part? And I, I really, honestly, I didn't know, um, I, I really didn't know the specifics of how you get to be a registered dietitian. And then I love that we asked her about the RDN, because yeah. adding the nutritionist back onto that, I, I, I back in the day, I'm really... I'm a bit of a foodie and I've, I've always been really into uh, health and what mm-hmm. I'm eating and what I'm putting into my body. And I, a long time ago, I mean, this is probably, gosh, 20 years ago, I thought when I was, when I was a child, when I was a wee, wee young person. And- <laughs> <laughs> what? 
people say, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, like they say, best of wishes. <laughs> okay, maybe your English is rubbing off on me, Missy. <laughs> You're supposed to rub off on me. You're the you're the big you sister here stop. in this relationship. <laughs> okay, so I anyways, I, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. All right, something about food. We person. Yeah, when we, I was we. when I was wait, many many moons ago. Um, I I've always been really into food. I've always been really into health. Always been really into eating things that make me feel good. Even though I wasn't always necessarily doing that as a young person, it, it was something that interests me. I mean, I stopped eating red meat as a teenager because I was like, no, red meat is not good for you. I've seen the numbers. I've seen the stats. I'm giving it up this year. And I gave it up one year, um, a New Year's, like a New Year's resolution. And I just never went back. I was like, I don't know. I don't really miss it. Why should I eat that? It's not very good for you anyway. It's gonna, that shit will kill you. Mm-hmm. I don't want colon cancer. So it's always been something that's been interesting to me. And I thought about going into or getting some sort of certificate. And I never knew. I, it was hard to figure out the difference on my own of like dietitian and nutritionist because they were two separate things. So I love that dietitians are now taking back nutrition yeah as it should be i mean agreed i'm I'm all for if you have a nutrition certificate to complement another arena of what it is what you do professionally but i i do like that dietitians are taking that back because again diet diet has this negative connotation Mm -hmm. unfortunately it's left over from like the 80s and stupid bullshit like the cabbage soup diet and the south beach Mm -hmm. diet in the 90s and the yeah i don't like that word all those weird diets where you ate nothing but like meat and bacon and weird you know when i did pageantry that's what they recommended the cabbage Soup diet. Soup diet. Yeah, it's so rude. It was horrible. It's like, just eat cabbage mm-hmm. soup and shit your brains out for three days and you'll oh, be I, skinny. I tried I it one day and I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's why I'm not a pageant queen. <laughs> that is why. So that learning the difference between the RD and the RDN mm-hmm. was interesting to me. And then kind of hearing what goes into all of the school and all the time and all of the effort and energy that goes into earning that the right to practice exactly. as a dietitian is so cool to me. I mean, you're an educator, you're postgraduate. Like, I, I have you know high regard for people who go into these types of fields where it's not always a thanked field. It's can, it can be thankless at times. I think she talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. with the early part of her yeah. career where she was you know in hospitals where people weren't coherent and mm-hmm. weren't necessarily willing or wanting yeah. her services. I like how you mentioned the willing part. I think. That's a big part of, you know, when I work, we actually, we work with a a high risk, vulnerable population Mm -hmm. that have many health concerns. And after this conversation tonight, I feel like, I mean, I've already, I, I feel like I'd like to say that. I've had an appreciation for the role of a dietitian in a person's overall whole person healthcare, but I wonder if we don't put an we as any healthcare society. provider society, oh. we don't put enough emphasis or in importance or value in the role of a dietitian in a person's overall health because I'm thinking every one every single one of our patients could benefit from a dietitian and I think many 100%. people think that oh I'm not going to spend money or I you know I'm not going to use my insurance to get the help or the knowledge from a dietitian I could just get that from the internet because you know but or you won't but you, yeah. yeah and that's the thing so I really think that we as as society, as healthcare professionals, any kind of professional, we should really be encouraging our patients. Like I feel empowered after our conversation today to really encourage my patients who have significant, severe, chronic medical conditions to seek the help of a dietitian because that might be the missing piece to 
helping our patients and our people, commu- our communities, our society, um, our human race mm-hmm. be healthier. Not only be healthier, but feel better yeah. and be the better, more highly functional version of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't remember who said it. Let food be thy medicine. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, but I don't know who said it. I'm like Aristotle, but I don't know if that's right. <laughs> that sounds wrong. But um, let food be thy medicine. I mean, there. I'm not one of these people who's like don't ever take medicine or drugs or pharma, anti-pharma, anti-vaxxer. Like, that is not me by any means. But um, I think a lot of chronic ailments and things that plague us as a society can be slowed, reversed, diminished. eliminated, diminished, mm-hmm. like, reduced. Yeah, I think all of those things can change with dietary changes. Yeah. And we're all different. And we all have different things. And, like, and we all know, need different things. You can't all just go on keto. Yeah. And you can't all just be paleo. There is and- no one quote diet no for everyone correct um so yeah um shall we end with the gratitude statement i would love to you can start oh thank you (laughs) i volunteered you to start (laughs) (laughs) and i'm really excited to start (laughs) 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 oh are we are we are we we starting or ending with an evil laugh That went like what? What even happened there? That went like almost like a ghost. You're like, (laughs) all right, I'm good. Okay, gratitude, gratitude. Okay, so today, gratitude, gratitude. I had a really good day. Um, there's like a million things to be grateful for. I guess I'm most grateful for communication. Yeah. Like, so sometimes we get stuck in patterns of doing things certain ways as individuals. And like when you're, when there's another person like you're communicating with and they're used to doing their version of communication, those two versions aren't always. 100% in sync and then sometimes it just takes a minute to be like and, and you have we get in our heads and we tell ourselves stories and we assume things about their communication so I'm really grateful for communication because um I communicated with someone today and I don't know if I really cleared the air but it was just uh there wasn't really anything to clear but it was just um a nice communication and a a reset for me personally I'm glad you had that experience. I was having, yeah, I was having a moment. I was doing, yeah. I was telling somebody because somebody had um, double texted me and then apologized. And we talked about this not long ago with a friend. I think so. One of our girlfriends mm-hmm. said she double texted somebody. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like I literally yeah. like choked on my um, drink. But when, when, when this person double texted me and then apologized, I like something like a thought came into my mind. I was like, I would rather have two messages than no message. And there's no such thing for me as over communication. I'd rather be very clear on what's going on than not to be clear at all. Okay. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I love that. Thank you. I would rather have two messages than none as well. And why do I put this stigma on double texting? Yeah, Mandy. Why do you put this stigma? I think it's because you, you know, just undid it. You literally just undid it for me. I'm, <laughs> over, I'm over it. Oh yay! Um, I'm healed. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I but yeah, that really 
I think communication's really been a big thing in my life. I'm trying to not be afraid to communicate. And so, and then when I do communicate, sometimes I think to myself, again, another mean thought that, you know, that I have that I'm trying to overcome is like, I'll tell myself, oh my gosh, Miley, you use too many words or you didn't have to go into depth and you didn't have to talk for so long or whatnot. But I'm trying to overcome that too. But I'm, you know, part of it is like, I'd rather talk too much about what's going on in my head than not talk enough. And then you be unclear about where we stand or where I stand. Okay. But the whole thing, like, you know, I'd rather get two messages, two of the same messages than no message at all. But so the person apologized. Did you tell them no need? Yeah. Well, I was just like, no need to apologize. I'd rather have two messages than none messages. No, That's no messages. That's so kind of you. Did they receive that really well? Yeah. He just laughed. Like, he put this laugh smiley face or whatever. I was like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you sent you a fucking know, emoji? <laughs> I'm sure he said some other stuff, too. You gave him a very, like, philosophical part of you with that message, though. Yes, that I he did. might not be recognizing. Yeah. He might not be on your level. I'm just saying, but he might be, or he might he might be emotionally just a wee bit shy in that department. Like, oh, she went kind of deep, deep there, yeah. and I was just fucking around. Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. <laughs> nah. But it's good though. It gives him this person a, a little philosophical piece of Miley, and she's like, "You yeah. don't need to apologize yeah. to me unless you fucked up." Yeah. But part of that is like, it just came to my head and I said it. I love that. My, the old Miley might not have said it and would have just said like, no need to apologize. Mm-hmm. But I actually went a, a step further and actually expressed what was going on in my, my mind. So for me, it was good just because I'm trying to learn how to speak up for myself more. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I don't care if he got the message or not. I'm glad I said the message because to me, I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. So I had a very similar moment, like you're talking about with this communication thing where I was like, oh... I'm very aware that I am a 100% cancer crab. Like, I am a cancer, okay? When I feel threatened or scared, I pull back into my little shell. And I hide. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> no thanks. That's Not me, putting yeah. my little head outside the mm-hmm. shell anymore. That sucks out there. It's so... <laughs> oh, tell I me know. about it. You know the story. Because well, so, I'm a cancer too. Yes, You're, I know. I feel I know. you. So this is me 100% and I was having this little moment where I recognized I was being a little withdrawn and I and I was like it's not really for any good reason and I'm really only just like there's nothing I'm not even being withdrawn from anything <laughs> like I'm just being withdrawn like it is so funny I can't even put it into words but I was like oh my word <laughs> I literally looked at myself and I was like come on Really? What are we doing? This isn't you anymore. Like, you is communicative. You is, like... I'm glad you're calling yourself out. Oh, I totally did. I I was like, I know I'm being this way. Stop being this way. Stop it, man. Okay, fine. And then I was like, oh, don't be that. Like, this isn't what we do. Exactly. Right on. So. I am grateful for you. Oh. And that we work in the same place so you can bring my computer charger when I forget it at work. (laughs) Be your little (laughs) charger bitch. (laughs) But the idea of me getting a, another charger and leaving it here, it's a, I mean, I know it's, it came off as a joke, but it's a legit solution. I 100% took you seriously. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I don't, I don't joke very often. Because you're just, I know, you're not good at it, sweetie. I'm not, I know. <laughs> I'm not your I'm thing. not very good. But you know, that's okay. I don't need to be good at being Look how cute funny. you are. I mean, you got that. Thanks. You also can sing, <laughs> which we talked about before. You don't get everything. I don't want everything. I just want 
me your and your laptop yep. charger. You and, I just want you and my laptop charger. That is all I want. I don't ask for much. Is that, is that too and much to And tofu ask? noodles. Tofu noodles. Hashtag tofu noodles. Anybody who has tofu recipes, send them my way. So and tofu I, scrambled? I've never even heard of such a thing. Oh, my God. I'm kind of hungry right now. We're going anyway, to tofu experiment. We got to go because Miley's got to eat. Manny's probably got to eat, too. It's late. Yeah. But and such a blast today. Such a blast. Had yeah. a great time. Hope you listeners had a good time as well. Like always, we enjoy our time with you, and we're so excited that you're part of this community. So grateful that you are here, putting us in your little ear holes, mm-hmm. listening to our nonsense, <laughs> and laughing, and hopefully finding some little gems and uh, educational moments along the way, and having fun with us because we really do have a good time doing this. I hope it comes across that way. So, and we mean what we said in this interview that we hope to be here for years to come. For sure. Hashtag. I'm going to make that a hashtag. Hashtag for sure. Yeah, you should. Every single. So that's that's going to be trending soon. <laughs> it needs to be a little bit more personalized. Hashtag Miley for sure. No, that doesn't hashtag, work Hashtag. What was um in uh, the uh, don't look back, you're not going that way? I think you said, you said three things really oh, fast. Right. You were like, for sure, that. totally. It exactly. Was, no, something no? totally for sure. Okay, I'm going to listen to that God, episode. it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all go back and listen to it because it was like, it was, uh, she bought in like in triplicate. It was like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally. For sure. For sure. Well, hello. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. 100% agree. All right. Well, I'm glad. I hell yes agree, to you, yeah. babe. Right back at you, babe. Woo-woo. Hashtag boss babes. We love you listeners. Love you too.